Hey guys, great to see you again. Glad to be back with you for the internet's only weekly live stream really targeting the mm -hmm. Saab community. I'm Lee Kelso. I'm Mark Romisher. And this week, we'd like to talk about a project that Saab did between a little bit of Sweden, a little bit of Japan, and a little bit of North America all in between. And we're bringing to you this week, the Saab 92X era. We're gonna talk about the platform where it came from and some of the pitfalls that for uh, those who want to go ahead and buy a Saab 92X, what to look out for. And we've got a couple uh, guests here who are going to tell us more about the experience of ownership as well as some of the value that we're coming to see in the market. So we're looking very exciting to have these guests here with us today. You bet. So this, uh, I, I was jokingly, and I put in the post here that this car is the love child of what happens when GM for Saab and Subaru to get together. And absolutely, you, you got to think that wasn't all that happy a marriage, right? But uh, hey, we're here live with you for a while, and if you've got questions, comments throughout the program, just use the chat. We'd love to have you participate and be part of the conversation. So don't be shy mm -hmm. about that. Absolutely. Well, let's welcome to the program. Uh, Kyle Hudson, who is the owner mm -hmm. of the uh, Subi, we, Subi, see, there I go. This particular um, Saberu, we'll call it, uh, that I just showed you a second ago. Kyle, welcome to the program. So your 92X, uh, uh, this is a Subaru and Saab clothing, but you tell me when you get in it, you can just feel that it's not really a Subaru, but it's also really not quite a Saab. Absolutely. It's definitely one of those things where on the outside, you can you can kind of see the resemblance of like, okay, there's that kind of hatchbacky look to it. Uh, the badging's there, the kind of stylings. But you open the door and you can instantly tell, yes, that's different. That's uh, definitely not soft, even though it's got the badge on there. Um, if you get in comparable and present of the year, you will see it's it's got the same radio, shifter, steering wheel, cluster, you name it. It's all Subaru. I was actually reading a little bit about um, how Subaru and Saab kind of crossed over. One of the reasons they had a lot of similar parts between the Impreza and this particular model was they were racing to get to market. And one thing that I learned is that, you know, it would have taken uh, Saab or GM five years to create a comparable vehicle if they started building this from scratch. So in an effort to get to market quickly, they used essentially what GM owned 20% of Saab, uh, Subaru at the time, and they had large ownership in Saab at the time. So they said, hey, you guys, get together. Let's make a car that's going to compete in this small, compact sport car market. Yeah, and I was always thinking, gosh, imagine, I wonder how those Saab engineers felt about that. You want us to do what exactly? <laughs> and so they did make a lot of changes, though, and I understand part of that is suspension and part of it was sound deadening. So do you know anything mm -hmm. about that, Kyle? Suspension is relatively the same, especially on the uh, linear models. It's still 100%, you know, Impreza RS of that generation. Um, Aero models got... Uh, the WRX uh, suspension, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, STI suspension, but some people will tell you it has an STI rack that's supposedly a myth. Uh, apparently, it was something done on like Motor Trend or one mm -hmm. of the bigger magazines, Road Track, something like that. Um, that being said, you could still buy everything as if it were new from a Subaru dealership as long as you have the appropriate part number. 
what about driving this car? I mean, how does it feel compared to your other Saabs? Because I know you own a few others. So how does this compare with your other Saabs there as far as drivability? It's definitely a different driving dynamic. Um, you can tell it's all wheel drive, uh, non-turbo mm -hmm. models like mine. Well, you definitely have a power difference. This supposedly has, when it was new, uh, 175 horsepower. That was comparable mm -hmm. to most of our base model turbo Sobs from the 900 to mm -hmm. you know, linear 95s. But mm -hmm. you can definitely tell where the power is and where the power isn't. Um, yeah. aero models, you can definitely, you know, you definitely get some power. They're like 268 to 280, depending who you talk to. Um, definitely a, a interesting driving dynamic for sure, but you definitely know that it's not a Saab. It doesn't ride like a 93 yeah. or a 95 or even a 900. Um, the suspension feels different. The overall wide ride quality is different, but you can tell when you do drive it, that all wheel drive works and it works great. Awesome. So what we're looking at here is a turbo model. And I'm told that the, the turbo on these things was really small, um, but you can feel it. So it makes a difference. And we're talking more like about 220. I think I heard 220 horsepower on this particular turbo version. So the aero models, yes, they did get around that. Some will tell you they get around like 250, 260. Um, they, pending the year, actually had TDO4 turbos like what our arrows do, um, our actual arrows anyway. Um, they definitely drive well. They're, they're a cool vehicle to drive, especially if you've driven a comparable Impreza WRX of that generation. The Saab feels better than the WRX itself. You can tell mm -hmm. that even though cosmetically you can tell it's Subaru on the inside, but Saab on the outside, you can tell that it just drove that little bit better than the comparable Subaru of that year. That's awesome. So what about this Saab? drew you to it when you were first looking in the market? Because I know there had to be reason behind when you were looking for a car. I think you and your significant other had uh, said, hey, we need a car that's practical and so forth. And this kind of checked all those boxes. It was one of those things where more so I've owned quite a few, you know, from 900s to 95s, 93s, new gens, Viggins. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of those, oh, we have found the right car at the right time. There's one in the market. We can get it for mm -hmm. a price that we think is fair. And having that kind of, all right, we can use this as the car to drive on a daily basis and kind of back burner all the real ones that when they have their time, they need, mm -hmm. need to be off the road a bit and get the attention they need. And, mm -hmm. and the car always came in every time, you know, ice cold air started, uh, just basic bare bones, so reliable transportation when you want gotcha. it. Japanese reliability, but a little bit of Swedish yeah. flair. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So anything I can do to hop up uh, a Subi, I can do on this car. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. You could go to any Subaru tuner from drunk man tuning to Cobb. Um, we have a place down where we're at Andrew tech. They do their own stuff. IAG, every big name Subaru tuner can touch this car era wise and do exactly what you would do to a WRX or an STI. Awesome. And essentially all those mods you could, the market for aftermarket for these cars is just 
astounding from what I'm made to understand. I mean, there's all kinds of sobries. Just, just from what you described, just in your local area, there's a lot of different options there. So obviously anyone who happens to go for only one of these, they'll have many, many upgrade options in that, in that area. Yeah, I mean, I could Google, you know, Subaru WRX air intake, and you'll find 20 different sites at a minimum. Tuning is definitely different to dealing with Trionic or, you know, LH Jetronic, IS fuel injection, um, pretty much anything modification-wise in terms of, perf- like, you know, electrical or horsepower or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, you have to retune the car every single time. It's definitely not something that like oh i can go on my 900 put an intake on it and it will run fine no you do that to a subaru it the whole car needs to be modified for it i'm going to uh welcome to uh to the program right now uh sob doctor from youtube uh joe Riker. joe good to have you here how's it going joe uh thanks for having me i i appreciate it yep uh i was gonna say it's going great thus far i was gonna say a little warm in the shop tonight i wish i had that fan that mark has above him but I'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, hey, I brought Joe along because uh, Joe is not only a fellow YouTuber who covers a lot of sob topics and enjoyed a lot of your videos, Joe, but also your uh, your your day job, so to speak, is with Auto Trader, right? Uh, that's correct. Yep. I, I've been in the uh, so I've been in the auto industry for 17 years now. So between you know working at dealerships and you know my my background with Auto Trader and whatnot. You know, it, it's something that I don't tend to talk about a lot because I try and keep my hobby and my job separate. But, you know, it gives me it's given me a different perspective on like values and whatnot. So, you know, mm-hmm. being able to look at market trends, which is part of what I do to, you know, kind of, you know, work with my customers day in and day out. So something mm-hmm. I keep track of. That's what I was kind of hoping that we could call on you for today. So here is Auto Trader. I went out and did a search for some 92Xs, and there were none in my immediate area. So I had to expand the search to nationwide. And then when you do, the inventory is still kind of small, but uh, these cars are, I think they look like a pretty decent value, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, what was it I said when you were scrolling through the first time in the, you know, in the uh, portion before you got to that arrow for under $7,000? And I said, hey, Maybe I should buy that as my next project on, you know, on the channel. Uh, it was yeah. this one for 6000 But like, you Balance. know, it, it, it's a lot of car for the money. And, you know, if, if we were looking at a comparable Subaru, uh, you know, a WRX of, you know, an 05 WRX would be more expensive. Mm-hmm. Just because you're paying the Subaru tax for it. So, you know, I, I will say this. The the values on 92Xs have went up over years. You used to be able to get them for less just because Subaru folks didn't know what they were exactly. And that's mm-hmm. changed in the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Because, mm. Kyle, I think you stole yours, didn't you? We definitely got a great deal from a, a very great seller, um, Kamal Tunser, who owned it. He was awesome to work with. Um, we met at 1500, which is what he was advertising. Um, it definitely needed some work. I had to put uh, two axles in it, a wheel bearing tires, but you know, that's expected. Any car that you buy used, I always expect to put at least 1500 into it. Uh, not counting our state inspection stuff. Hopefully you can try and lump it into that, but, um, you know, obviously not every car works that way. Um, definitely felt like we got a good price. We definitely have gotten our money out. There's a cat here. Um, we definitely got our money out of it for sure. Uh, it was great. 
So uh, what what do I need to look out for on these cars? What's the gotchas that are going to come along with it? Uh, definitely, you know, head gaskets, water pump, timing belt. Um, those are the big factors mechanically. Um, structurally speaking, you want to look out for strut tower, um, which you do have to pull the rear seat for this. A lot of people don't know that, um, which, you know, in Subaru world, it's even shocking that some major Subaru people don't know that. Um, you basically pull the rear seat. And if you got size holes in there, decision if you want to fix it or move it on. Um, luckily, uh, at least in our spot, we haven't had that bad, uh, at least on our car. I can't speak for others. Some cars have been up, you know, near Joe's way that would look great. And then there's cars down in Florida that look like Swiss cheese. So it depends on where it came mm. from. from. Well, I was going to say cars out here, most most Subarus are Swiss cheese by now. But um, yes, I believe I was going to say, it. I 100% believe actually, it. So Saunders actually has a couple of questions in the chat. He was wondering, uh, is the four-wheel drive system on the Subaru, is it maintenance intensive? You'd know that. You're a Subaru service rider. Definitely. Um, timing belts we do every eight years, 100K. Um, head gaskets are kind of... When they pop up, great. Let's figure out what we want, want to do with that. Um, pretty much anything else you do, all-wheel drive, serves every 30,000, brake fluid flushes, you know, just kind of general maintenance like every other manufacturer would. Um, these cars, they will leak valve covers, cam carrier seals. If not caught in an attempt of time, there are some actual supers. I've seen that. Uh, we do end up doing some pretty decent reseals on um but those are the biggest factors really that you got to keep an eye on that's any car you know it's that could be even on our sobs that could be on you know a chevrolet maserati you know general maintenance things hey joe thanks for reminding me to uh, to bring the chat up i totally uh, was engaged in other things in space that there's a lot of guys talking here so uh let's uh, let's share some of those comments say it's it's absolutely all right i i know i just noticed it because i have my youtube channel up and a few people were asking questions in the chat there so i was keeping an eye on it i'm glad you did thank you so uh we want to address some of these uh uh i love having people from mexico dropping in um oh that's and, cool uh, yeah the 92x not available down there that's very curious hmm. you'd be surprised yeah it was a U.S. market only car. You can't even buy this car in Europe at the time when it was for sale. It was strictly for us Americans. Huh. That's cool. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's uh, the Saab celebs. They're talking about you, Joe. That I think that's that's got to be you. They're talking about <laughs> right. I, I'm pretty Absolutely. sure. I'm pretty sure that that's definitely Kyle. That's not me. I don't know about that. Man. I just. And I just Jeff, like sharing Jeff cars. Shore, <laughs> Jeff Shore knows I love him too. I'm gonna give that guy a hug next time I see him and feed his kid flaming hot Cheetos again. <laughs> just in case nobody caught the story at Carlisle. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, that's fun times. So, uh, uh, yeah. So Saunders was asking, "Is this an interference engine?" And I have not a clue. So we're gonna look to you guys for that one, Kyle. What is it? Absolutely. It's timing belt driven. The moment that belt snaps, it's valves and 1600 turns into something big real quick. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. And then and how is working on... Oh, I know my cousin's a big Subaru guy, and he said that the easiest 
easiest way to do uh, the Subaru head gaskets is just to replace the entire center section of the You just replace the entire center section because, you know, if the head gaskets are gone, there's probably other issues. So Definitely. You can definitely pull ahead and go from head gas to short block real in some cars, especially some of the turbo ones. Absolutely. Hey, here's Matt Grubbs with the comment that you made earlier, Kyle. Nine, nine, ninety-two hundred and ninety-two of the 92s yeah. were made. That that you is that, that is kind of kind of the big rumor. I can't confirm or deny it. I think it's adorable, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you're seeing some similarities in the people who are coming to you with uh, a crossover between Saab and Subaru in your dealership. Absolutely. Um, there have been clients that, you know, from when I was just a greenhorn starting this over a year ago, um, where I was trying to, you know, just kind of put a name for myself out there. Uh, they would come in working on their car. We do basic maintenance and we get on to the subject of what we've owned. I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, right now I got the size and tan, the, the Subaru. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, we've had, you know, 900, 9,000. The one guy we had a 99 Turbo, which we were out over. And it's turned to quite the the business relationship. And because of that, I've been able to uh, make more connections. And some people I say, hey, you look, uh, I'm giving this stuff away. Do you want to take a look at it? And lo and behold, oh, cool. I just got a set of wheels from my client who I just fixed their car. It's awesome. That is cool. That's great. Uh, so again, Saunders asking, what about the four-wheel drive system? How, what's it like to maintain? Is it a Haldex system? No, it's 100% in-house Subaru. Um, it basically, you just do everything else. It's rare to see like drive shaft issues or anything like that. Frankly, if you stick to those 30,000 intervals, change the gasket and fluids, they run forever. Well, basically just before a differential would blow up unless it was neglected or beat up on or anything. Um, Sometimes you replace a U-joint or, you know, rear drive shaft bushings, something like that. But I, even on newer Subarus and older than the 9.2, I seldom see that where I work anyway. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, so somebody was just asking there, do you have a YouTube channel, Kyle? I do not, no. That, that's Joe's field. <laughs> I'm just a guy who likes the cars. <laughs> okay. So... <clears throat> Uh, let's see, a kid in, in FRS, I don't know what that is, France, we're talking about, came up to me and my vegan and said, hey, nice Subaru. So yeah, the brand contamination went both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we've all gotten the, hey, that's the Subaru, right, comment at least once. I yeah. guarantee everybody's had it once. <laughs> and uh, yeah, were they mostly automatics, manuals? How? What was the mix? Anybody know? I personally wouldn't have that information. Um, I know I have seen more automatic arrows, especially for sale. It's rare to see a manual one, even though everybody's like, oh, yeah, I had the stick shift one. Um, but in terms of actual breakdown, I couldn't tell you. I, I will say so, if, I were, if, I, if I were to put a bet on it, I would bet there are more automatic linears than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, only, totally. only, only because you know you have to. Whenever you look at what the most common cars out there are, it's going to be those cars that um, 
you know, fit the dealer's lease programs the best. That's that's normally mm -hmm. what the manufacturer will stock them with. So there will probably be more, you know, more of those than anything. What about price on this? Where do you see it going, Joe? Do you have any feel for that? Um, you know, honestly, right right now with the market, you know, up is the only way. It's, and, you know, with, with more and more people finding, you know, figuring out that the 92X is a Subaru, you know, you're going to get more Subaru people involved there. And that's just going to drive the price up. You know, the, 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 more, the more times that people, you know, figure, you know, find their way into the Saab market, the higher the price they're going to get. Because there aren't a lot of cars and there, you know, there's more, once there's more demand than cars, you're going to get that price driven up. We're lucky to find used vehicles, at least right now, because of everything that's going crazy, especially with all the electronic shortages around the world. Yep, I, I can I can say this if you if you look at the average sale price of cars on dealers' lots in the last year, they've went up approximately ten thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Wow! Absolutely, it's yep. definitely the case here at my shop, for sure. And that. that brings up a good point. I was going to say, Kyle, since you're a service rider and you see, and you're there in the uh, on the ground, you're seeing people fix their cars now more often than actually buying them. So this is going to drive up the used car market. I mean, would you say that's a fair assessment? For sure, um, it definitely has had you know more salespeople going, "Hey, is John Doe thinking of trading in his 2010 Tribeca? Uh, you know, we could give him like two grand more than what it was worth." Um, it definitely can make or break some decisions. A lot of people are more focused on getting them fixed now, which as a writer, I'm like, great, sign me up. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> but there are people who are like patiently waiting for, you know, that new Subaru or whatever they're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it go either, even in this kind of funky market that we're all in right now. Mm -hmm. Hey, and uh, Matt is asking here about colors. I don't know the answer to this. Do you know all the colors that were available in these Sabaroos, the 92s? I couldn't name them by true name, um, but they, you know, they had red. They had kind of like a parchment silver. They called it like like desert silver, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, um, they had like two different silvers, uh, apparently. Um, then there's red and a similar color to like midnight blue or nocturne, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely not too vibrant, but uh, you know, other than like Vigans with their wild colors, we didn't really have any differences in terms of the kind of sob color palette, I would think. Hey, just talking about price, I don't know if you guys saw this message here. I I saw that 3,000 mile Vigan, but I didn't catch up on the auction and how it closed over at BAT, but $33,000. Oh, oh, I called it. Whatever, awesome. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's I'm awesome. Say, as long as I've actually joined, I'm going to say that doesn't surprise me. Uh, just uh, watching a few other auctions, I actually was trying to bid on the manual transmission links yellow convertible that was on uh cars and bids about yeah. two to three weeks ago the one that sold for 17 grand it was at eleven thousand dollars with a minute left mm. i went to put in a thirteen thousand dollar bid now on cars and bids every time you bid it resets the clock right well i think it does five minutes i can't remember exactly it's either a minute or five minutes mm -hmm. regardless so i went to put in a thirteen thousand dollar bid 
by the time I had my credit card information in, confirmed everything, I was already outbid. My bid didn't even go in. Oh, it didn't matter. That sucks. It didn't, oh, didn't even matter. I tried. I tried, and then I didn't get it. And I, I, oh, I that's great. It's not the only. It's not the only links I've bid on. So, you know, the these these more rare cars and these harder to find combinations are just getting more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. And sites like Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer are bringing them to other audiences that normally wouldn't have seen them. So, you know, that three thousand mile uh, Vigan, for example. I, and now I don't know if it stayed in the community or not. But, you know, somebody looking for an M3 or something like that may have seen it. And said, "Hey, I can't afford an M3, but right. this Vigan looks good to me." You know, because yeah. back in the day, yep. they they were competitive cars. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they're similar, truly similar performance-wise. The M3 is a whole different level than the Vigan, just because of the chassis and everything. Right. But you know, they were competitive, and M the prices of M3s are out of this world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're making astronomical, making even for B ones. They're high. You know, it's making them a little bit more. Uh, it's making them a little bit. You know, making them go up a little bit because can that can that comment go off the screen? Because all I can do is laugh at that. <laughs> I was going to say the community is spoken, so I, I I think you need to pull that credit card back. I, I, will, I will not talk about any more about anything that I have attempted to buy, bid on, oh or anything like that. I have a I have a few extra cars that nobody knows about right now. <laughs> so. And yet, <laughs> but hey, guys, <laughs> but guys, you got to think about it. We got to celebrate the fact this vegan just went for thirty three grand. Every time we see a win like this, it it drives the whole market. Saab owners everywhere rejoice. I mean, come on, guys. People are starting to recognize and the enthusiasm is building. When you start seeing the price of these cars go up, you're going to start seeing a wave of people saying, hey, where have these cars been? They, they're out. You know, people are going to start noticing. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, all the sobs that we have, they're going up in value. People get more interested. Hey, maybe people start making more parts for them. Maybe they start having more interest that drives the markets in other areas that keeps our sobs on the road, that makes parts more available and keeps the communities growing. That's what it's, that's what it's leading to. It gets me Mark, excited. Mark, I can't yeah, I mean, agree with you. I can't agree I can't agree with you more. Anytime, every time I see, you know, people within the community saying, hey, that car is too expensive. Hey, it's too much money. I mean, here, I'm a Saab guy. I'm cheap at heart. That's how I ended up here. Let me be honest. <laughs> you know, we in, in 2007, my wife and I were looking at, uh, we, you know, we were looking at BMWs, Mercedes, Volvos, and they were too expensive. <laughs> and we ended up with a 9.3 convertible because it was affordable. Let me be yep. honest. It was the best of the group. Yep. But it was affordable. And, you know, um, and I am going to butcher his name, so I will apologize ahead of time. But Safan, Safan, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Yeah, Safan, you got it. You got his, it. His 94X just did $17,000 with 134,000 miles. And the guy mm. who bought it is ecstatic. And let me just say something. I paid $17,500 for this with 69,000 miles on it four years ago. Wow. Or sorry. Five years ago, wow. and That's I am crazy. through the moon that they're you know they're holding their value. People are appreciating them, mm-hmm. and people are keeping you know 
you know, they're going, they're changing hands and people are seeing the value of it because for all that I love sobs and I, you know, I love them because they're, mm-hmm. you can get them, you get such a good value on them mm-hmm. compared to, you know, compared to other things and whatnot. They do cost money to maintain and something like the 94X and the NG95 and even the Vigans, I mean, I could tell a world of stories on my own Vigan about how mm-hmm. it's the money pit. But the car brings me so much joy. And, you know, the fact that people are starting to, you know, pay a little bit more for them, you know, is showing us that, hey, the market is starting to understand the money that's been invested and the money it actually takes to keep mm-hmm. them on the road. And, you know, there people are understanding that there's only a finite number of these cars out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have to share from is that finite number of cars. Yeah. So it's kind of like Bitcoin, right? Ever going to be any more than what there is now, right? So... It's only fewer every day, unfortunately. It's going up, yeah. Well, guys, I think it's time for us to wrap it up on that very positive note. I really enjoyed having you around, Joe. Kyle, nice to meet you. you. Thanks for everybody who joined us with the comments. It's awesome. Uh, We hope we'll have all you guys back again another time. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate this. Thank you. All right, guys. Good times. Uh, so, Mark, yeah, I'm going to have to find out where I can get a hold of a 9.2 and take it for a test drive now. They've kind of got me curious. Well, I don't know. If you ever see yourself out in Maryland, <laughs> I know Kyle was talking about his, but, you know, it, it. I'm so happy that we're able to start seeing, ending on a positive note, it's fact that we just saw that they can go for that price. It. Mm-hmm. It, it stirs me up, man. It makes me excited. Uh, and uh, it makes me want to get in the garage and start wrenching on something. <laughs> well, that's certainly what I need to be doing. So I think I may have to jump out there this weekend. Guys, Absolutely. I sure appreciate you joining us. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week for another edition of Sob Talk Live. Hope you're around with us next Thursday night. We'll see you, Mark. Excellent. See you, Lee. Have a good week, everyone. Good night, guys.